Oh, hello, and welcome to the Burt Locker. Still no fights to um to to actually recap. Um, this is episode one hundred, so it's kind of a it's kind it's kind of a a bit of an anticlimax this one really. Uh, but all I'm going to do is just have a quick look through the news because there's still no fights coming up this weekend. You've got the the next uh, set of fights coming up. They're actually some really good ones, quite sneaky. So in the UFC, you've got like Kelvin Katara against Giga Chikadze, but I'm not going to be doing a breakdown of that this week. It'll be like coming uh, in the usual kind of time frames. Uh, I'll be getting back on uh, the old uh, Patreon, like uh, doing the exclusive content for there as well and getting some crazy bets on. But uh, yeah, so anyway. Let's take a quick look at what's been going on in the world of mixed martial arts and combat sports in like the past week. So the first thing that I want to kind of take a look at, because it's been in the news all bloody week, and honestly, it's irritating the hell out of me. So um, yeah, it's you, you. You'll have all seen it. Apparently, Francis Ngannou isn't happy with his contract and shit, and he's got one fight left on his deal. And apparently, he is not going to re-sign whether he wins the belt or not. Uh, he said that if he re-signs, he has to have a clause in there saying that he will go to boxing because he said he said that he wants to go and box fucking like Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder it's like look with respect like any any boxer in any boxer in the top 20 heavyweights I think will have a very easy night with Francis Ngannou he his footwork is often abysmal right he he all he does is swing wild he's off balance a lot of the time his boxing is more than good enough for MMA but People don't seem to understand that there is a huge gap between MMA level boxing and boxing, right? I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm an MMA fan. I love MMA. I don't mind watching boxing, but I wouldn't say I'm a huge boxing fan. But even I can recognise that the level of boxing in MMA, even that's required in MMA, is nowhere near the level that's required in just boxing. Because obviously, in MMA, there's so many more things to consider, right? So you can get away with just having lots of power, but, you know, questionable footwork and questionable kind of, you know, tactics and and just an actual technique like the technique is he's got a lot of power and obviously he's got some technique but the technique is nowhere near good enough to compete in the heavyweight divisions in boxing right and the other thing that annoys me is the amount of people that come out of the woodwork on these fucking mma like sites on on a uh, facebook and that i know i know i shouldn't even like indulge it but it's just like, like oh all these people saying that francis would have no chance in boxing like clearly they're they're casuals man also again casual proud say so, yeah guilty as charged but yeah those casuals they don't know anything about his history how he start he started out in boxing man yeah yeah Francis Ngannou started out in boxing right he wanted to be a boxer and his coach saw very quickly that he had nowhere near the skill level required to make it in boxing but he said you know what you've got just enough to make it in MMA so off you go that's what happened so don't tell me about his fucking background in boxing, about his his lineage, about his, his prestige in fucking boxing, because it's not there, you fucks. It isn't there. It just isn't, right? Francis Ngannou goes into that boxing ring against 
any top 10 heavyweight boxer, he will be embarrassed. Do you know, he will look, it, it will be an, an ass whooping. Do you know what I mean? It'll be like a Jake Paul against Woodley. That's what it will look like. Do you know, it, it's just, it, it's ridiculous. But anyway, moving on. Uh, speaking of uh, Jake Paul and Woodley, um, <laughs> this is, this is again, it's so silly because, I mean, Oh, it's just, it's like, where, where does this whole thing end? Do you know, because basically, Jake, one of the main things that's been in the news is, is obviously Jake Paul and Dana White have been having a feud. And obviously, because Jake Paul is having like a bit of a beef with Dana White, Scott Coker has to stick his oar in, doesn't he? Scott Coker has to just, mm, well, I'll tell you what, Jake, if you want a place to fight in MMA, Bellator will happily have you. Yeah, I bet you fucking will, Scott. I bet you fucking will. I bet you'll fucking have Jake Paul on. I bet you'll pay Jake Paul like $5 million or whatever to fucking come and fight in Bellator. And you can do that at the expense of fucking your prelim fighters down the card. You'll pay them fucking like a thousand bucks if they're lucky. And then people will still harp on about how Bellator pay their fighters better than fucking UFC. Fuck you, cheat. It boggles the mind. Look at the numbers. Just look at them. All the numbers are there, right? Bellator, they pay a handful of people. Well, a handful. And it is at the expense of all the fighters fighting on the main card and in the prelims. The purses are all there. So stop shitting on the UFC's pay scale and open your fucking eyes. Christ. I'm, I'm amped up. I'm amped up about this, admittedly. Because it does, it, it annoys me. Because all I see online is people harping on about how, oh, well, if the UFC would pay their fighters, they do pay their fighters. They pay them very well. Do you know what I mean? But you've got you've to understand that the UFC is still, MMA in general, is still a very fledgling sport when you compare it to boxing, NFL, all those kind of things, right? Do you know what I mean? It's apples and oranges. It really is. And the fact of the matter is, in like MMA, you, the UFC pay very well. And when you actually look at the pay structure, it's a much more sustainable structure and it's actually better for the athletes on the whole, their pay structure, because it's not so top heavy, right? Their minimum is 10,000, 10,000, right? And you compare that with Bellator, right? Bellator, some of those guys in the prelims, they're making a thousand bucks if they're lucky. And guess what, people? They still have to pay taxes on that and they still have to pay their coaches. Because that's another thing that people always bring up. Oh, well, yeah, no, these guys, look, they make 10,000, 10,000. Yeah, but then they have to pay their taxes and they have to pay their coaches. Yeah, like nobody, no other fighters have to do that, do they? Just, it's only UFC fighters that have to pay their coaches, isn't it? It's only UFC fighters that have to pay taxes. It's only fighters that nobody else in the world has to pay taxes, do they? Huh? You fucking idiots. It winds me up. I'm amped up. I'm amped up. But... Uh, it's, I, I just, it just boggles my mind that people can't see the numbers in front of them and they, they still harp on thinking that because it's very popular to just say that Dana White is the devil and he's stealing from the fighters fact of the matter is Dana White and the Fratitas took a fuckload of risks with their own money right at the very start of this venture and if it hadn't taken off guess what they'd still be four million in the hole they were at one point they took all of the risk and now they are reaping the rewards what is wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing, right? And Jake Paul, and Jake Paul does not care about fighter pay, by the way. Just as a little 
pull back the curtain. Jake Paul does not give a fuck about fighter pay. He's just using the fighter pay argument to try and further his own brand for his own gain. He is not motherfucking Teresa, right? He is doing it just to make more money for himself at the expense of all these fighters that are supposedly underpaid. Do you know what I mean? He talks about, oh, the UFC should be providing medical insurance and medical coverage and all this bollocks, right? Let me ask you this, Jake, right? Which boxing organization provides that for their fighters? Which one? You love boxing so much, you think boxing is the answer to everything. Tell me, tell me which boxing organization provides pension plans and medical for their fighters? Which one, right? And then show me how much the undercard guys are on a regular boxing promotion are making. You show me what their purses are, right? Show me that 500 bucks and you compare that with the 10,000 and 10,000 win, that, the 10,000 minimum, let's say, that the UFC fighter, the, the early prelim fighter on the UFC is earning $10,000, right? Early prelim fighters on an average boxing card, they're lucky if they get 500 bucks. And you show me, you show me their medical plan as well, provided by the boxing organisation, you fucks. If you actually cared, you'd be trying to push for that in boxing as well, but you don't care. You don't give a fuck. And I'm tired of people kind of pretending like you do. I have no problem with like, what Jake Paul is doing. It's brilliant. He's an actual genius. I actually really kind of like it. All he's doing is he's padding his boxing record like every boxer does, right? But he's just not doing it in bingo halls. So he's making some money, right? But what, what gets me is all the people that buy into it, that buy into this. Oh, oh, he's such a saint because he's standing up for fighter pay. Fuck you. He doesn't give a fuck about fighter pay. He's literally using fighter pay and exploiting it for his own gains. Just open your eyes. Jesus Christ. I don't understand why Dana White... Well, I do understand why Dana White is responding because... At the end of the day, it's it's gonna it's he's gonna end up probably coming to the UFC for one big fight. They'll pay him a lot of money and whatever. Everyone's because at the end of the day, Dana White recognizes where there's an opportunity and he's recognized it, and that's why he's responding. But that's the only way that this one like pans out. And honestly, I don't know, I don't see Jake Paul beating many people in mixed martial arts, uh, like in a, in a cage fight, in a boxing match. He probably beats quite a lot of them, but. Not in, not not in the cage. But I mean, it, it'll probably be like a very James Tony esque kind of fiasco. Anyway, he's not the only one. Jay Paul isn't the only one that's got their got their panties in a bunch about good old Dana White. Well, Mark Hunt has challenged Dana White and the Fratita brothers to an MMA fight. Please stop, Mark. Mark, please, for the love of God, please, please. Just stop. This is so cringe at this point. Honestly, I used to really like Mark Hunt. Joe, I used to love the bloke. Joe, K1 legend, absolute savage. He's an old school fighter. Just goes in there and bangs people out. And he's just like, he's just that old school type of fighter. And I absolutely loved that. But since losing to Brock, he's just turned into a bit of a whiny crybaby. I get it. I get it, right? It wasn't fair. And I agree. It wasn't fair. Do you know what I mean? But life ain't fair. And also, I would like to point out, right, that before the fight, it's not like it was a secret, 
Do you know what I mean? Like, Mark Hunt took that fight because he knew he would make more. They, they offered him extra money. I'm sure, like, they offered him extra money to take the fight, but it was a big kind of promotional thing for Mark Hunt as well. Because imagine if Mark Hunt had won, then his name's really kind of on the map. And in fact, even after that fight, even after losing, it was kind of more on the map. He, still, he was still making much more money. I think he was on like 800,000 a fight, which is not bad considering. Do you know what I mean? He, that is not bad wage. And... Before the Lesnar fight, he actually said in the conference, oh, I know that Brock is juiced to the gills, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to knock his ass out, right? So then after the fight, it turns out he's juiced to the gills, but you said you already knew that, right? So what are you actually upset about? You're not upset that he pissed hot. You're upset because you lost, because you didn't knock him out like you promised you were going to do. And that is why Mark Hunt was so upset about it because like at the end of the day like some of the arguments he's been coming out with in these bloody lawsuits are just fucking farcical you know it's like oh oh the ufc endangered my life and my health by putting me in with these uh, with these steroid cheats it's like how many steroid cheats did you fight in k1 mark were they even testing over there no, but you don't, you don't give a fuck about them because the vendetta is, is a personal one with Dana White, isn't it? And it doesn't, and it doesn't look as good. Well, there, there are so many instances in your career where you've been fighting steroid cheats, but at the end of the day, like, fighting's a risky business. Do you know what I mean? One would argue that you entered into a profession where your health might be compromised at some points because guess what? In those kind of fights, yeah, you're probably going to get hit a lot. Do you know what I mean? And that's one of the things that I love about Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt is just an absolute banger, but like it just comes off looking like an absolute knobhead. Like when he's just going, oh, oh, I'll fight you and and and, and Fratita at the same time. Of course you will, Mark. You're a professional fighter, but you can't even beat a rugby player these days. So maybe wind your fucking neck in. Jesus Christ. It's it. Just let it go. The whole vendetta with the UFC. Just let it go because it's kind of stupid. You're either against all kind of steroid cheats or just the UFC ones. And it seems like it's just the UFC ones at the moment because you've not said a peep about any of the steroid cheats that you faced over in K1 because apparently that's okay as long as it's in kickboxing. As long as you're only getting punched and kicked in the head while standing, that's okay, is it? Jesus Christ. Enough already. Just enough. And, uh... Let's finish on a lighter note. So, a really good fight has actually just been announced for the February 19th UFC, uh, I think it's a UFC Vegas card. But uh, yeah, Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Now, my initial, my initial opinions on this. This is a great fight for Jamal Hill. And I'll tell you why. Because Johnny Walker is a fraud and he's about to get found out. He is going to get found out big time. Jamal Hill is going to put a hurt in on Johnny Walker. I said it here first. Troll of the week. So let's have a look at trolls of the week. So this one was a little callback to last week, actually, because um, remember there was that Horai, uh, which, which also has <laughs> a Hori. Sorry, it's a hilarious name considering you know he was the one that was giving out hand jobs to try and make a UFC to, to try and before he got even got into mixed martial arts, his, his initial job didn't pay well enough for him to save to get into martial arts. So he was dishing out hand jobs on the side. His name is Hori. Right? And then obviously Sean O'Malley has been out in the shops buying people stuff and they someone's photoshopped Hori's face on the person that he's giving money to. So it just looks like Sean O'Malley is just handing over. He's just handing over a load of cash. 
for a handy of a Rory. Come on, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> that, that is so funny. But yeah. And then we've got this one's uh, another. It's it's one that I've seen before, but it's like Khabib, right? Johnny Bones actually posted it, but. It's uh, it's the one where um, he's being given the medal, four title wins, and Khabib is biting the medal. Uh, he's giving everyone else the finger. He's spraying the champagne. Uh, you see, you've got Stipe next to him with six, Aldo with eight, Silver eleven, DJ twelve, GSP thirteen, Jones fourteen. It's like, and, uh, yeah, Joe and Bones literally just posted that saying nothing wrong with going out on top. Enjoy retirement, champ. Which, which I I admire that. I like it. And then. Also, John Jones is in this one as well, but he doesn't look quite as funny because basically it's Juliana Pena on the left who's got you know her black eye. She's smiling from ear to ear because she's just dethroned Amanda Nunes. And on the right, you've got Johnny Bones Jones. Which one is the bigger threat to the women's division? <laughs> because obviously, because the joke is that obviously John Jones was doing all the uh, the smacking about of his of his wife, and um, yeah, and uh, the jokes keep coming. And it is funny. But yeah. Anyway, like I said, uh, the next uh, event, it's it's not until the 16th, I want to say. Yeah, J yeah, Sunday, January 16th, headlined by Kelvin Qatar and Giga Chikadze. I think Giga Chikadze probably puts a behit down on Kelvin Qatar, but we'll see what the odds are like. And uh, Michel Pajera has also snuck his way on there, but he's on against a guy called Muslim Salikov, which I, who I know nothing about, but I've got a feeling, I don't know, he's got one of those danger beards, guys. You know the danger beards that says, yeah, I'm kind of an Eastern European, like, elite level wrestler, so this could be, that could be curtains for Pajera. But yeah, anyway. Looking forward to that, and I'm going to do another show next week just to have a look at what's been going on in the news. We'll see what happens in the next seven days, if there's any more fights announced and all of that. But yeah, enjoy your weekend, and uh, yeah, keep those odds long and those bets terrible.